Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. You're both longtime uh, New Hampshire Freedom Festival people. Uh, yes. You've been to countless I think eight now. numbers of these things. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. And so, you know, you've got you've got the perspective to be able to look back and see, you know, where we're at today here in the, the middle of week number one of, of Fort Fest, which is going to be a two week long thing. Um, you know, what are your impressions? So I would far? say we're in really good shape right now. And I roll around the campground and I see who, you know, what people are doing and what they're set up. There was a big rain last night and still there's a lot of activity in the morning as I roll in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people set up doing cool things, uh, selling sandwiches or whatever. I think yeah. a lot of people feel like they can vend things. There were like dips in the years where people were vending and selling things to each other, which I think is the most fun thing libertarians can do is like, what did you, what have you got to yeah. sell us? You know, sell Offer us on something, something to your neighbors. Offer something, and it's a really cool way to connect. Even if you're just maybe you're not the best sandwich maker in the world, but mm-hmm. if you're offering a sandwich to somebody, then you've got 15 minutes to spend with them, and um, it also is kind of fun to make some of your campsite money back. And yeah, it is connect. a great way to meet people too. If you're running some sort of a booth, you know, if you're new at, at uh, an event, especially right, like you don't know anybody. You just set some booth up, and then people come to you. Yeah, even if you sell something weird or stupid, or if, even if you don't sell anything. There's, you know, people who sell little trinkets, like um, kids are always selling these pins that people can wear. The first, I think, four rows were naturally created through sort of market demand. There was, it was like this hot zone where everybody wanted to be. If you had something to sell... You wanted to be in Agra Valley because the the place where all the action was at the time was down at the pavilion. There's lots of speakers and things like that. And so everybody set up, and it was just they would sell out, and it was first come, first serve. Like if you could get a spot, you're in. And yeah. if you can't, well, you're too late. You know, Maybe next year you'll get a better spot. you got to go out, out there somewhere or up mm-hmm. in the camp zone or wherever you can get a spot. So there was this natural competition for this. And then the Free State Project came up. They were like, well, there's high demand here. We've got money. We can make some more money. And so they started charging uh, vendor fees for those spaces. And for a while, it worked for them, right? Like there was enough high demand and people were willing to pay the extra hundred bucks. And I assume that the intention was entirely good, that it was like, we're going to provide services to these people. We're going to make it better for them. And we want to make it better for everyone. And so they wanted to organize it. Yeah. But really, the, like the um, I think the economic term is uh, spontaneous order, mm-hmm. like that uh, it's emergent behavior. When people see that there's an economic opportunity to make profit, they find their own way in new, beautiful, and creative ways that one person or a team of people just can't centrally manage or control. That's a good point that they wanted to provide services and yeah. help, help coordinate. But I think people in the world don't quite understand money very no. well. and. And so I, I want to insist in, on like a philosophical level that money be used here, especially at Portfest, all the time. I've heard it be, uh, been described as like a, an energy exchange between yeah. people. Uh, it's a way to to you know keep it's track. It's stored of, up energy of, yeah. of of work that you've done and value you've provided for other people. Right, and good money, of course, is uh, is used here a lot. Where we've had uh, cryptocurrency, uh, gold. We get the gold back this year. I've been spending those everywhere I've I've gone to so I love far. That. So people here have a real appreciation for the difference between bad money, which is government fiat. Uh, where the government central bank says, we are creating another trillion. Poof. 
Turn on the money printer, right? Poof. <laughs> and what work did they do <laughs> for that button. money to be created? Like, value can be created. Money can be created, yeah. you know, through actually providing value, doing uh, actual valuable work for another person. Right. Um, but money isn't things. value. Money yeah. represents value. Right, right. And, and so, so just he, printing more of it. You're just adding to the supply, and then we've seen that uh, increases prices, and that's you know that's what inflation is, where you increase the uh, the money supply, and and I think the the people on the left, they don't like money. There's a lot of mythology that sort of surrounds money. Like you've heard people say, "Oh, money's the root of all root evil." Root of all evil. I knew exactly that's what you were going to say. Uh, no, it's like you said, it's a tool. If people want to enter this this private space, they can pay five dollars, mm-hmm. you know, for the week, or two dollars just for the one party right. one night. It's also a great signal because it tells us and uh, that someone values it's what working. we are doing. Yeah, and you like we can have a party where anyone's allowed to come for free, and and that's good. But we don't know how much they value it. Um, if we see that everyone who came for free is going to come for two dollars, then we say, oh. This is valuable, and maybe if maybe they'll all come for five dollars, and then we know this is even more valuable. We can invest more in it, sure, and make it even better. And so that that's great. It's it's a more precise way of communicating. And one another, fun, another food vendor, by the way, pulling in right now, uh, Matt from my roommate from Keen. He's gonna be selling chili uh, here today, so I'm excited about that. Sorry, go ahead. We, yeah, well, <laughs> at the party too, we we only accept bitcoins, and uh-uh, that's not true. Well, that, 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 was was a a, that was a mistake. So I we're gonna have we're done gonna back that. up. On we that. were talking about that all last I, night. I gave Derek a pretty hard time for that because <laughs> yeah, here's the I paid with gold backs. Yeah, but we should I I shouldn't have accepted anything other than Bitcoin. Uh, not that I don't believe you can't do it, but uh-huh. it really it forces the issue about uh, people using this. This Bitcoin. Well, they thing. all like talking about it, but mm-hmm. if if they, I don't think they can do it. Our very own Aria Demetso and Captain Kickass and um, Michael, they got a band they put together. So there's going to be live, right. mu- live music for the very first time. Uh, I mean, you've performed music, you've done DJing, Stephen, uh, but actually, like people with yeah, instruments. but I can't sing. Yeah, people with instruments. <laughs> well, I don't know if Captain Kickass can sing real well. He keeps saying he he can't. So we'll we'll see. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it either way. Cool. Yeah, uh, it'll be great. So did I hear they're performing the? Uh, do you know what their set list is? Um, you could ask Arya that. I know there's going to be some like Rage Against the Machine and some other you know f- some other favorites of uh, people in the the Liberty community. Not to say that those guys are necessarily freedom. Uh, people or whatever, but yeah. Are there any spoilers or uh, anything? Or I don't want to. You're gonna have to call it out, Arya. I don't oh, know yeah. your set list, uh, so right. it's a, if you want to call out some of what you're you're playing, uh, maybe that will help Derek J uh, with his question. I don't know. Did you even hear his question? Okay, so uh, she's just gonna hop on in here, I guess, real real fast. What what songs? Well, I'm not going to give the full set list, obviously. Of course. Just uh, some samples. But we're opening with Light War Pigs from Black Sabbath. Cool. Uh, okay. We are doing one Rage Against the Machine song uh, that's uh, killing in the name because that, nice. that F you, I won't do what you tell me thing, that, that's going to go over people really like well. That, yeah. It'll be great. It's important that people use the, the Bitcoin because a lot of them are understanding that their Bitcoin wallet isn't actually that great. Like there was a guy down here. Mm-hmm. He was buying some produce, and he pulled out his Coinbase. Oh. And and he paid, and I was like, whoa, 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 don't pay that QR code. Pay this and he pays City. Mm -hmm. And then he paid, he said, and nothing happened, nothing happened. And he said, oh, it's pending. I was like, well, that's because it didn't send. That's because yeah, Coinbase, Coinbase does Coinbase pending first. Yeah. yeah, and so it's it, it hasn't sent yet, and it might be a while. Like, And I wanted to show him, like, if you go to a store and try to pull this off, they're not going to say that you paid. Because like, you didn't. Because no, you, you didn't, didn't pay. So 
because Coinbase could cancel that. They could determine you don't have enough funds or whatnot. You can't just walk away. So we want to make sure that people are using it and understanding what is a correct experience and, and what is insufficient. Yeah, and there is a learning curve, um, and I think that's one of the things you guys do best. Uh, a couple of years ago, you launched the Bitcoin store or the Bitcoin shop yeah. uh, in Portsmouth, and initially, the whole point of that was an outreach tool that yes. you had people coming into the store. You had some cool T-shirts out front, you know, like cool, like sciency, geeky, whatever T-shirts, crypto shirts, and people would be like, "I want this shirt." Like, well, okay, well, you have to pay with Bitcoin. And they didn't know what? Okay, how do I do that? And then you had a Bitcoin vending machine there, and you'd walk them through the process right. of installing a wallet. And and uh, that was such great activism. So you're still doing the same activism. You're just doing it with a party tent now instead of the, uh, the yeah. Bitcoin shop. And also, uh, it, this is a social thing for me. We made it really easy to pay at Dave's, Silver Dave's, Silver Dave's. restaurant, which is the best restaurant here by far, hands down. He's so it's conscious about the restaurant. quality and the, the ingredients and everything he obsesses over. Yeah. And he's constantly working, cooking. Yep. He loves it. And I think he's only doing dinner, though, right? Like he's only he set does up breakfast, for, does he does lunch, breakfast? and dinner, I think. I yes. didn't know that. Yeah. And it's different every day. And he also has all day, he has this cashew iced coffee that, that he made yesterday. that is fantastic. Ari and I went down there. We had uh, dinner but there. He's always nice. working, and he he doesn't want to have to spend a bunch of time taking payment from people yep. and, and all of that. He wants you to just pay. And so in the past, and bless Dave, he's awesome. I, it was hard to get him. He doesn't want to keep his phone on him. He's busy. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't want to have to like ring you up and show you the, the well, yeah, QR he's, code. He's and got all to cook that. and collect. And yeah, that's a lot. He doesn't want that. Do. So now you just you can go to anypay.city mm, right. on your own phone. You don't even have to talk to Dave, and click Porkfest, mm -hmm. and then click Silver Dave. Right, and then and you he's can, one of several businesses. By yeah, the way, on this and there's list. more and more every day. Yeah, and. Then you can you can pay in one of the, the cryptocurrencies that is supported on AnyPay. There's a guy who who bought Bitcoin, I think, from like Roger Ver or Eric Voorhees at Porkfest a million years ago, mm -hmm. and he was like, "Oh, I don't want to use Bitcoin. It's too slow. It's too complicated to buy a ticket to Space Disco." I set him up with Handcash, and he used it to pay, and was like, "Wow, that is a completely different experience." He's mm -hmm. like, "This is so much easier." than I thought it was going to be. So are you guys selling uh, Bitcoin to people to put no. in their hand cash wallet? No, no but we, t we say, you know, what are you offering to people in the marketplace? Uh -huh. Go, you know, And then I buy whatever they're selling. Go uh, sell something and you'll okay. earn some Bitcoins. And then this guy, I think he went and he found a third person and bought some Bitcoin. Right. But well, you can't buy it from us even with gold backs. Okay. Now, that's different from previous AnyPay visits to this campground, because you guys have had Bitcoin vending machines. You do operate some. It's one of the things AnyPay does up here in New Hampshire is you've got a handful of uh, Bitcoin vending machines. So Well, we're focusing. There's uh, AnyPay Inc. and AnyPay Vending Corporation, mm -hmm. and they're two different entities. And you, AnyPay Inc. is here helping people use Bitcoin as software. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners. This is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. There's a nice sort of 
uh, I think, escalation of like, yeah. the numbers of the people and the feeling uh, people are getting connected. They're meeting each other. Some, you know, old friends who haven't seen each other for years. There's some, some faces showing up here who I haven't seen uh, in half a decade. Uh, yeah. We were sitting with uh, Garrett Fox the other night outside of the uh, AnyPay Dome and having a great conversation. The conversations here have been fantastic. They have uh, so far. Definitely great to run into some people here that I haven't seen since last year. How many of these have you been to? Oh, uh, this is my third. Okay. So a few people, uh, like I, I ran into uh, someone that I just met on the very last day, right before he was leaving last year, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Got to start a conversation, but didn't really get to get into the meat of it, and uh, ran into him the first day here, and like really just got to talk the entire subject out. Sweet. Yep. Uh, got to picked dis- right up where you left off. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Uh, discuss uh, common law and some alternatives to the uh, so-called mm-hmm. justice system, because uh, we've definitely found that you have to build your way out of tyranny. I mean, we didn't get rid of the Fed. We built uh, Bitcoin and all of the other cryptocurrencies as a, an alternative to it while this economy was still in place. Yeah, you mean like taking an agorist approach of instead of trying to use the political system to fight the state, you actually get out there and use free market mechanisms to fight the state. Last year, every food vendor at ForkFest was accepting cryptocurrency. And this year, I haven't seen any food vendors who aren't. I haven't either, and if I do, yeah. I'm just going to keep shopping until I find one that is. Yeah. Or, like you said, you could spend the gold backs. If they'll take... Well, if they're not taking crypto. They're probably not going to take gold backs. Oh, I think you're wrong about oh, that. Oh, you never know. Really? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people here who... I guess who, today will be the... You'll test it out. Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of people uh, are sort of new to cryptocurrency, whereas using gold for trade is a, a much older system of, of circumventing the uh, the Federal Reserve System. It is, but the issue I see with the gold backs is that the actual gold value of these is almost half of what we're trading them at. So I expect resistance from that, from people who aren't already familiar with it. Yeah, I, I don't get that very often. Okay. I, mean, I think that is an objection that you will come across the sure. more people you talk to about it. But in my experience, that hasn't been the case. People do understand that there's extra value in the gold back because it's useful, because it's been made a manufactured in a way that makes it easy you can slip it in your wallet uh for listeners that don't know this is an actual one one thousandth of an ounce gold basically an art piece it's like a they're beautiful it's a tradable art piece uh essentially and it has real gold value to it so i think that it attracts an entirely different person it's actually i would say probably going to be Harder in a lot of ways to sell somebody on cryptocurrency who doesn't have it or doesn't have any experience with it. I used to be in the same mindset of, I don't want to spend my crypto. I want to get more crypto. I want to amass it, right? Hold, huddle, or whatever they say. <laughs> yeah, but that's very much the, the wrong mentality, I it think. Is. It I, is. I think that, you know, uh, using cryptocurrency makes it stronger and therefore makes any cryptocurrency that you have inherently more valuable. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely the case. Uh Crypto is supposed to be used. It's yeah. supposed if if the guy had never bought the two pizzas, right? Uh, yeah. what, the, what happened uh, was Bitcoin Pizza Day. I think it's May twenty second, twenty ten. I believe was the the year. So about a you know year and a half, not quite a year and a half after Bitcoin came out, somebody finally spent it on something, and at least it's the first recorded such thing sure. that uh, that ever happened. And somebody spent ten thousand Bitcoin on two pizzas. 
that somebody else ordered for them, you know, somebody, somebody online called yeah. up Papa John's and ordered the pizzas and paid probably with a credit card or something. And then the guy who paid in Bitcoin paid the guy who ordered the, the pies for him. Which is very similar to a service aisle for now. That's right. Okay, you work cool. at a pizza shop and yeah. you've sold uh, uh, pizza for crypto, even though the company itself yeah. doesn't and, and accept gold backs. That's correct. So. I've, paid with, I've, I've bought a pizza with gold backs and it's been fantastic. Even uh, got a Bitcoin SV payment once. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So the only time I ever had Bitcoin SV. Did you get rid of it? Uh, yeah, I think I. Yeah, I used it at AnyPay's headquarters. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Joining us here is a special guest Elliot Axelman from LibertyBlock.com. Uh, Elliot, we've I guess met here and there over the uh, the years, but uh, you're a mover apparently for yes, the, is it for the Free State Project? Yes, sir. Okay. And where would you come from? We came from Queens in the Socialist Republic of New York. Good place to leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Congratulations. Were you, like, a native of Queens? No, we bounced around growing up when I was a child. Mm-hmm. But I was in Queens for 10 years, and I was finally an adult and working and learning about politics and freedom and the terrible laws and taxes. And the more I learned, the more I realized I had to leave, especially if I wanted to buy a house. So how long ago did you move? To New Hampshire. In the end of 2017, so almost three years. Okay, cool. And what turned you on to what was happening here? I mean, you're in New York. You're in the Empire State. It is the least free of all of the 50 states by the Freedom in the 50 States study. There's California at 49, and then New York is, like, Mm -hmm. numerically way, 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 way down below. Uh, So even though it's 49.50, there's a score that they receive on their freedom ranking. So, like, New York is the the worst. So my brother was looking to move, and I was thinking, New York sucks, but can I really move? It's, you know, I'm comfortable here. I had to be convinced. I I was comfortable. I was a medic for years already. I I had everything made. I had a really good job, too. But my brother was starting to look west and look for the free estate. We figured we're going to move. If we're going to move, let's find the free estate. We're moving anyway. Let's find a state where we can be medics so they have reciprocity for mm-hmm. our certification maybe. But let's find the best state once we are moving. So kind of like the FSP, we, we looked into every state in, in the country, and we essentially settled on Wyoming, to be honest. Okay, which um, was the second yes, choice yes. <laughs> in the Free State Project yep. vote. So same thing. They, they have no state income tax, essentially no gun laws as well. Um, an amazing culture of freedom. I went out there and they, mm-hmm. they explained to me it's like cowboy culture, you know, uh, live free or die, yep. live and let live. It's amazing out there and I love it. So we essentially settled on that. Um, I, I had to speak to Kate and, you know, try yep. to ask her to move across the country. My brother was single, so he just went. He just went sure. to Wyoming and he moved and, you know, he'd been there for years. Um, but I spoke to Kate and we looked into it a little bit more. Then, thankfully, as she was saying, she was a little reluctant because Wyoming is very far. It's a flight to yep. Denver and then driving to Wyoming. It's far. Um, Thankfully, during that time period when we were deliberating and I was trying to convince her to kind of move a thousand miles from her parents and sure. all that, we discovered we rediscovered that New Hampshire is worth looking at because I discounted the whole Northeast. I thought it's all Yankee country. So I wasn't thinking that there could be a state close to New York that has so much freedom. But when Matt started talking about it and I started looking into the FSP, and then I went to the video and I saw 101 Reasons, and I watched that video, the and that's what did reasons, it. Uh, that's what did it. Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, which is a documentary film still available online. A lot of my friends still in the GOP are in denial. They think they're going to turn New York red again. They think they're going to turn <laughs> California red again. I can't really. imagine being that delusional. And it's it's sad because they're, they're optimistic. And again, if you know me, I'm, I'm – generally pessimistic but 
I have to be realistic too, right? California's gotten more and more blue every year mm-hmm. since Reagan, maybe 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Same with New York. It gets bluer and bluer. In fact, New York State, which is one of the most democratic places, one of the least free places, not a lot of people knew this. The New York Senate was actually Republican-controlled technically, you know, not conservative, but Republicans controlled it till a year or two ago when Democrats officially took control of the Senate. Now they have a trifecta. But so it's, it is still getting more and more blue, and it's getting less free, more socialist, more regulated. And still, like you said, they are 50th, and they are by far the least free state. I yep. agree. I'll but, be honest. Um, I don't have any issue if the republicans want to stay in new york yeah, and fight with there. the democrats i would <laughs> yeah, much yeah. rather well the, the good liberty I, I don't republicans want more conservatives here yeah the good liberty people i'm trying to get here and what i find that's i don't a good know point. how many liberty republicans there really it's a, are it's a great point and and again what i came from and like you asked what got me political was i was conservative raised by conservatives mm-hmm. by good liberty conservatives and thank god it's hard to be open-minded and i'm pretty stubborn but i try to be open-minded too right and we have to be stubborn if we're principled but thankfully i was i was raised a conservative very conservative parents law and order we respect police but you know we support we're skeptical of government we support low taxes low regulation personal freedom my father me my brothers we've all because we're open-minded we went from you know ted cruz Rand paul conservatives all the way more towards Rand Paul, Thomas Massey, Ron Paul. I don't know if libertarians really understand is like you could easily increase your numbers by simply migrating and you can increase the concentration of libertarians and be in a place where the the natives have a lot of them. A lot of them have a real freedom mindset. They understand live free or die. They hate the government. Um, they want to be free. They like freedom. We're speaking their language. We can have such an impact, and yet it's so hard to persuade liberty-minded people to pick up their lives and make that change and make the move. But you did it, and you're glad you did. Yeah, the best decision I made, best decision Kate made. I mean, New York was was really one of the worst places for living for the safety, for the prosperity, for the taxes, the regulation. Like I was saying, New York still gets worse. They're, they are the worst state, but New York State still passes worse laws every day. New York City oh God, tries yeah. to outdo New York State. The Blasio in New York City <laughs> passes worse laws every day. Every day they're increasing the amount of cameras they have for you know surveillance cameras, speed cameras, traffic ticket cameras, license plate reader cameras. They're increasing taxes, increasing gun control. Already, no one in New York City can have a gun unless you're a cop or a criminal who by definition doesn't follow laws, no other people, the other party is the law-abiding citizens, Mm -hmm. those people can't have firearms. Um, To get a permit, you can get a permit if you pay about $100,000 to bribe the police. You were just telling us a little bit about the history of how you got into doing this, what is a podcast now? Yeah, it's a a website that has mostly articles. That's the primary Mm -hmm. Uh, so you write as thing, well? Yeah. The, okay. the thing that I do most now is write, but it started as, as that radio show. We made the website to host just the audio, the MP3 files, mm-hmm. and I uploaded it to a podcast as well. And I started supplementing it in New York with mostly local uh, political analysis from a liberty perspective. And then when I moved here a few months later, so th- this was the beginning of 2017, maybe uh, spring or summer, a few months later, in October, by October, I moved here. I totally ditched New York because now I didn't have to write about local New York stuff. There was no reason to write about it. Sure. Like I said, it's a lost cause. So I started writing right away. By November, I was writing articles about local New Hampshire politics. Okay. So there are a million websites writing about national stuff, and Trump is good, Trump is bad. But There's I didn't not want, a yeah. lot about New Hampshire. Yeah. So I wanted to be one of the few you know, f- locally focused, New Hampshire focused websites from a liberty perspective and retain that high quality or at least you know 
I think it's pretty high quality articles of, of try to get good sources, try to write with decent journalistic integrity and decent journalistic standards of you know uh, easy to read articles. So I've been doing that since 2017. So almost three years we've been writing articles and still doing some some podcasts and Facebook videos and YouTube videos. And we're getting back to podcasts and we're going to start a few more podcasts and video shows weekly now. Hi, Ian. Hey, Carla. Thanks for coming on Free Talk Live. I know that you know things are gearing up here for the first big day, I think, of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Well, I mean, I've been surprised since Monday, just shockingly, how many people have been here. So it's that's, big that's already. really yeah. exciting. So um, I think there's hundreds here already. Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, we've sold almost a thousand tickets already Mm -hmm. and we keep selling. And um, I think about 200 and something people have checked in already. That's great. Yeah. Plus, you got whoever else is just in the park. There's usually the park regulars that are here for the whole season. So there's probably a few more dozen. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, they, they, sure, they're probably, you know, there. I I went out with my golf cart, you know, and you'll see them. Some people know us by now. I think sometimes they come early just to come hang out and check it out and see what's going on. So, yeah, it's a cool event and it's been going on for years. Wasn't the first Pork Fest in like 2003? So it was 17 years ago. So, yes, it was 2003. I think my first one that I attended was 2006, and that mm-hmm. was here at Rogers. And then the first two I organized, I'm in for the hat trick, uh, was 2009 and 2010. So and those is, were two big years. They were starting to get even bigger yep. at that time. Derek J. So this was four years ago. Derek J. Uh, and Stephen were calling this Somalia Fest, and um, some people were not happy with the direction the Porcupine Freedom Festival had taken, and, and part of that reason was what had happened with Agora Valley, where, as you said, a previous organizer who was not you started charging for the, the spaces. And for a little while, it worked. Okay, right? like, can we explain why there was charging for that? Please. It was because... Uh, the agorists in the area were putting extra strain on the facilities. Mm-hmm. By example, people would cook and put hot oil down the pipes. The Ooh, pipes no would good. get uh, clogged. Yep. You know, we had one incident one year with uh, Old Expo. Someone put a stake through the water main. We didn't have water for three oh, yeah. days. You know, I like we've that. just had a lot of history and drama and stories. But the positive is we're all here. You and I are talking. We're looking each other in the eye. I'm excited. I think that, you know, we all have a real enemy to fight, and that is the state. Yeah, absolutely. And so the more we can get people here, and I don't know about you, but I've met a lot of first-timers. Oh, yeah. And I've met a lot of people who are kind of going, wow, now's the time, right? I'm also seeing a lot of old faces, too. There's a lot of people who I haven't seen in years, who haven't been here in years. I met a guy who last came in 2005. Wow. And he he seems super nice, and he was just like, he lives here. Okay, great. What I was really happy about was that when you came in to organized this year, you said, you know what, let's open it up again. Let's decentralize the event. Let's undo some of these rules. Let's take away, you know, the, I haven't seen the Rangers. There's like the Porkfest Rangers that used to ride around. Like, the I mean, we do squad. have Rangers because, you know, people get hurt. People yeah. make noise. People jump into fires. You know, you, I heard about that. <laughs> you, only you, once. You, only once. You, you know, everything only happens once. You know, the naked guy on stage once. Yeah. Then you have to have auditions that, you know, yeah. you have to iterate, right? That's what we do. We're innovators. So we constantly want to make it better. Yeah. And then sometimes people make it better to an extent where it's just 
too good or they too gone too firm far. They or went too, too far. you know, yeah. And, and, then, and, and it then was palpable for some of the people here. And so to have you make the decision to say, let's do it old school. Let's go back to the old days of decentralization. Let people pick their own campsites. And, and I don't think you're going to see the where it's at zone this year. I think they're going to fill back in. And we're already seeing it happen here in the Agora Valley. So kudos. And I've been giving you kudos uh, all week here this week. So I think that's a, the right choice. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I'm a, I've always been a fan of decentralization. Yeah. It's sort of how I live my life, too. I think people can do their own things. But a little bit of planning also is not hurt. the worst. That, right. <laughs> Centralization has its benefits in some areas, right? So, like... Uh, here's a good example. You guys have this app called Whova. It's mm-hmm. uh, you know it's an organizational event planning kind of here's the schedule kind of app. It allows people to interact. My husband Louis is a techie, and we actually mm-hmm. worked really hard over the years to create free open source solutions for the organization. And and when I stepped down. Uh, changes were made, you know, and I'm, I'm a cheapskate and I yep. think that I believe in open source. So, you know, I, I, those are the solutions I, I personally would choose. So I'm pretty shocked at the amount of licensing fees that this event is costing me. So everyone mm. come to Porkfest, <laughs> come buy a $25 ticket, come in. But also if you can't come and you're listening to this show, mm. Buy a InSpirit ticket. Show your support. Okay, I sure. feel like there are thousands of people, thousands of listeners out there who yeah. should all buy a ticket because we're going to need it because we have to ramp up and we have to get all of you to move to New Hampshire. The time is now. Yeah, it really is. And I think that's, of course, what this event has always been great for. The Porcupine Freedom Festival for years has been that, for many people, first experience of really being able to say they've met more than two other libertarians. You know, <laughs> so like, true. Instead, you've met 200 or several hundred or whatever. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.